We're in the middle of a series that we started this past weekend entitled Holy Spirit, Empowered for Excellence. And I'm so thankful that God did not put us on this planet and said, good luck, I hope you figure it out. But he actually gave us a helpmate. Pastor Jonathan talked about that this past weekend and I want to kind of tie us together in our, in our messages and start from where he ended. And if you have the app, you can open up the app and be a part of our service tonight by taking notes through the app. If you have your Bible, we're going to be all over the place in the New Testament. Uh, and uh, we're going to start in the book of John. But if you're watching online, again, we're so thankful that you're here and you can be a part of this. You can follow along as well on the app or right there um, on the website. But here we go. We're going to jump into this. This is where we ended last week or last weekend, John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. And it says, and I will ask the father who's asking. That's really important, right? Because just not any person. This is Jesus, right? Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he's going to say, I'm going to ask the father and he will give you another advocate. We learned what that word means, the counselor, to help you and be with you forever. Hallelujah, that, that he's with us forever and that he doesn't leave us when we make mistakes or are being crazy, right? He's with us forever. Verse 17 says the spirit of truth. That's another name for him, that he's the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him. Who's you? Those who would put their faith in Jesus Christ. Those who are calling, uh, are following after the teachings of the Bible and of Christ. And it says, but you know him for he lives with you and he will be, what's that last phrase? Come on. He will be in you. In you. Like, we're going to talk about this in the next coming weeks about being spirit-filled in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That God doesn't just want to be with you, but he introduces a whole nother level of intimacy. It's one thing to be with you. He says, I want to be in your life. I want to be a part of you. I want to be with you always and forever. And he introduces this in you concept here. And so tonight, I want to unpack this idea that Westover Hills is a spirit-filled church. We believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the third person, not an it. It's not a thing. It's not a, 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 a what or a if. or a, It's a person. It's, it's Him, the third person of the Trinity. The Bible says God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We believe they make up one. They are the same. And He is here. And we believe that He can activate and move freely in every aspect of our church. From the parking lot to the altar, He has free reign in this place because this is all about his kingdom not us and so we are a spirit-filled church what you just experienced a few moments ago is what we would call spirit-filled worship where we allow the holy spirit into there's that phrase jesus said right not just with us we don't just say come hang out with us we say god we want you to invade every aspect of us we invite him into our worship experience and so tonight very simply I want to take us on a journey of three things that I believe a spirit-filled church does. That's where you're in. You're in a spirit-filled church tonight. We believe in the moving and the partnership of the Holy Spirit in our life according to what Jesus said. He actually said, it's a good thing that I leave. I, just that, that phrase alone just blows my mind if I was a disciple. Jesus, after he's died, rose again. He's like, I've got to go. And we're like, what? You just got back. What are you talking about? I, I got to go because it's good for you if I go because when I leave, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And that's what he's done. 
And that's what you experience when you walk in here on a week-to-week basis. Is you're like, man, I, 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 maybe if you've grown up in church specifically, you're like, I, I've never felt what this is before. What, what is the difference? What is the, the, I'm trying to calibrate. What, you know, I grew up and it didn't sound like this. It didn't look like this. It didn't feel like this. It didn't sense this. I didn't, what, what is it? I will tell you the difference that we love to just say, God, all glory to you, is that we partner with the Holy Spirit in every aspect of our church. From the finances to the kids' ministry, student ministry, every aspect. And so what does a spirit-filled church do? What, what, what is that? What, what are we all about? What does it look like? And so three things that a spirit-filled church does. So if you're ready, you're going to take notes. They're there in your notes. You can add if you want to. But we're going to be, and again, in the book of John, chapter 4, verse 23. A spirit-filled church worships God. We will never apologize for worshiping. We will never say, you know what, you know, that song thing that we do, we do that a little bit too much. Around. No, we will never apologize for the fact that we worship God. Why? Because we understand by the spirit of truth, that's how we understand this, that we were lost, but now we are found. We were in the dark, but now we're in the light. As a spirit-filled church, we will worship God. Jesus, when he was talking to the woman at the well in John chapter 4, the story we're about to read, uh, when he was talking with her, they're having this exchange, and it's a really interesting exchange, and he's talking to a woman. He doesn't need to be talking to a woman. He's talking to a Samaritan. He doesn't even need to be talking to a Samaritan. And both of those just tell me, I don't care who you are, where you've been, where you come from, whether it's no church, bad church, you know, wrong church, this church, that church, whether you come from no church, whether you come from poor, rich, life, whatever, no matter where you come from, God is going to do whatever he can to go after you. And that's the story. He's sister and he goes after her. He begins to tell her who he is. He's Jesus. He reveals himself. Springs of living water. This really cool scene. You need to read it in John chapter 4. But I'm going to read the end of the story when he starts talking about worshiping. He's talking about once you've tasted Jesus, once you understand that you were dead and now you are alive again, there's something that is responsive about, about, about following him. And he says it this way in John chapter 4. He says, but the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when true worshipers, that's me, that's those who understand where I should be, what God, where I, where I should be in my life, but I'm not anymore because of Jesus, will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father, God, is looking for those who will worship Him that way. What way? In spirit. Inviting the Holy Spirit to be a part of worship so worship isn't boring. So worship isn't dull. So worship isn't subpar. So worship goes to a deep place. Remember, because it's inside of us. That's where the Holy Spirit, that's where He lives. And it says this, Jesus ends that with, for God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Some commentators say that that phrase spirit and truth is actually spirit of truth. Remember, we just read that. That's the person of the Holy Spirit. As if to say, worship can't even exist unless the Holy Spirit unlocks the understanding of why we worship. So if you're here tonight, you're going, you know, I worship, I, I lifted my hands or I, 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 I clapped or whatever, but you don't understand what clapping means. You don't understand what lifting up your hands means. You're just going through the motions tonight. But when you understand, well, how do I understand? The Holy Spirit unlocks that. The Holy Spirit comes and he, he attests with your spirit. He says, you know what, this, th- this is a sign of surrender and that's all that you need to do in your life. And, and, and it just, this is what I need to do right now. I've been so stressed at work. I've been so stressed in life and I just need to surrender. And the Holy Spirit begins to partner with you. Just, you just say, yes, God, I surrender. And he leads us to do things that we would have never done. One commentator would say that it actually means that the Holy Spirit unlocks the ability to worship. 
So as a spirit-filled church, we're going to open up the doors and say, Holy Spirit, teach us how to worship. Because I want to worship in both spirit and truth. I don't want to bring fake worship to God. I don't want to bring stale worship to God. I don't want to bring worship that was from last year or worship from last week even. Last Wednesday was amazing. We had a great time. Water baptizing people and worship was exploding all over this place. But I'm here to tell you that when God and the Holy Spirit show up and he's here, that worship can be brand new all over again in our lives. That's what the invitation is to. Spirit-filled worship. Worship that is both truthful and deep ephesians chapter 5 paul writing to the ephesian church he says this to them he says listen don't be drunk on wine i can stop right there and that'd be a whole message all right done there it is uh that's free tonight but it says but because it will ruin your life he says instead be filled with the holy spirit and then he gives us well what happens when that happens be filled and when it's almost like a byproduct of being filled because he say, listen if you get filled with drunkenness here's what's going to happen your life is going to be ruined he says but if you fill yourself with the holy spirit here is the byproduct of that kind of life here it is singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself some people are like well why do y'all sing a lot because we sing because the holy spirit has taught us that god has rescued us and when we sing songs like there is nothing that can come against me it's a declaration in my spirit saying i am no longer the person i was i'm somebody new so i worship that way that's why we worship so excitedly so passionately because the holy spirit has unlocked this inside of us he says it's, it, it produces singing psalms, it produces hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. And it says, and even making music to the Lord. These are byproducts of a life surrendered to the Holy Spirit of a spirit-filled church. They'll worship out of that spirit-filledness. In verse 20 it says, and give thanks for everything, for everything to God the Father. I give thanks to him because of Jesus Christ. We worship at this church so passionately because there are few of us who understand that without Jesus... I'm still a sinner. Without Jesus, I still have junk. I still have shame. I still have guilt. I still have fear. I still have doubt. I still have all of that stuff. But Jesus rescued me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me who I am in Jesus. So, boom, worship happens because of that. Worship is the byproduct of letting the Holy Spirit into our church. We worship because Jesus has changed us. And clapping our hands, it's just, you know... You do this. I'll, I'll watch when I go to, you know, the kids' plays or you go to a sporting events and, you know, we clap our hands and we're cheering. We're, what are we, so when we come to church and we clap our hands, we're cheering on God and saying, God, I hope this clapping is louder than the noise in my head that says that this is not real and this, I, God, I just pray. And sometimes it drowns out the noise of the enemy. Just clapping my hands, raising my hands. I told you about surrendering, speaking praise, the power of the tongue. And how it can either speak death or it can speak life. But when we, when a spiritual church worship, we speak praise. And we say, God, you're a, we just exalt him and say, God, this is who you are in my life. And like Lindsay said, sometimes that praise comes first. And then breakthrough happens. And then breakthrough happens. So we sing praises. We sing and we rejoice. So, spiritual church, we're going to worship. And we're going to always invite you to, to, to join in, to be a part of it. And to not sit on the outside looking in, to not be on the bench as a bystander, but to be a part of what God is doing. The second thing that a spirit-filled church does is it, it's welcoming to the Holy Spirit. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, there's some weird stuff going on in the Corinthian church. And they remind me a lot of the American church today. A lot of just, just interesting stuff going on. And, and Paul has to give some instruction. But at the very end, he says, do not 
forbid people to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. Do not, don't, don't stop it. Don't, don't let it, don't let it die out. No, I want you to embrace it. The, the, the idea of speaking in tongues, the idea of seeing people prophesy, the idea of healings, the idea of miracles. He says, this is a good thing. This is a God thing. A, a spirit-filled church, we welcome the Holy Spirit right into this moment. We welcome the Holy Spirit into our Bible studies. We welcome the Holy Spirit into our sermons. We welcome the Holy Spirit into our life groups. We welcome the Holy Spirit into every aspect. The Spirit-filled church opens up their heart and says, I may not understand everything. I may not be a theologian, but I know this. You've led me to Jesus. And so because of that, I'm going to welcome you into my life. In a few weeks, we're going to hear about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. An infilling, a really, a partnership beyond a partnership. And I hope you're here for that in, in a couple of weeks. But a spirit-filled church welcomes the Holy Spirit. First Thessalonians 5, again, Paul writing to church culture and saying, hey, guys, there's some stuff going on. He would say this, do not quench the Holy Spirit. I know some may come from a different background uh, than, a, than a, a Sims of God background or a Pentecostal background or a spirit-filled background. And you're going, really, is this all, is this all, you know, is this all biblical? And, and listen, that's what we're doing this whole month is we're taking you to the Bible, not to our opinion, but to God's word when it says God's looking for those who will worship in spirit and truth. God's, it, it don't quench the Holy Spirit. These are words from God's word that invites us to welcome, to be a church that is embracing of the Holy Spirit, not scared of him, not offended of him, or, or, or worried about him embarrassing us, but allowing him to come in in the deepest parts of our life and transform us. The partnership of the Holy Spirit, a spirit-filled church welcomes the Holy Spirit. And in a few moments, we're going to have an opportunity to worship God like we did earlier today and just have a moment where the Holy Spirit can be welcomed. And some of us, for the first time in a long time, we're going to worship in a way we've not worshiped ever before or in a really long time. A spirit-filled worship is going to enter into this place and the response tonight. And I just want you to prepare your heart now Say, but I, I've never been there before. I've never done something like that. Listen, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's going to walk you through this. He's not going to embarrass you. He's not going to make you, you know, do things that are, that, are, that are odd or weird to you. He may do some things that you are, you've never done before, like lift your hands and, and, and speak out loud. I've never praised out loud. I've never worshiped God. I'll, watch God do some amazing things in your life tonight as you just let the Holy Spirit welcome him, welcome him, welcome him, welcome him into your expression tonight. That's the altar tonight. And I, just, I want you to just get ready for it even now. It's, it's getting a little nervous. And I, I want you to just let all things, just anxiousness, just go away and let the Holy Spirit begin to do something even now. But in a moment, we're going we're gonna to end tonight just allowing the Holy Spirit. But lastly, the spiritual church worships unashamedly because we know what God has done in our life. We welcome the Holy Spirit. We don't hinder him. We don't silence him. We don't, we don't prevent him. We're not going to keep him in a box and say, that's for the back room or that's for, that's for you know, this. Thing. No, we're going we're to open it. We're going to welcome him into these moments. And then lastly, the Holy Spirit, a spirit-filled church, walks in the power. Remember, remember that's, that's, one of his, that's, one of his, that's one of his characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, and you will have power, power. Maybe, maybe the, the, the powerless worship you experience is because there's been no Holy Spirit involvement. The Holy Spirit is welcome. A spiritual church welcomes the Holy Spirit. Here, here to do what? Walk in His power. 
Walk in his power. What, what, is, what is his power for? Just really quickly. These are, these are very, very simple tonight. But really quickly, write these down. They're in your notes. But if you want to take some for yourself, here it is. Number one, to share Christ boldly. We're going to be a church that shares Christ boldly. We're not going to be afraid to tell people about who Jesus is. Why? Because Jesus changed us. And we want everybody in our whole community and our whole world to know what Jesus has done for us in a, spirit, a, a spirit-filled church. We embrace that. We were going to walk in the power to share Christ boldly when we leave this place. Because worship is awesome here. But the Holy Spirit wants to partner with you outside this place as well. A spirit-filled church doesn't just live inside four walls. A spirit-filled church will change its community. A spirit-filled church will radically change their family. A spirit-filled church will radically change students' lives. A spirit-filled church will radically change young adults and campuses and cultures and things like that. So what, how do we do that? Well, we partner with them. We say, we're going to walk in the power. The Bible says walk in the spirit. We're going to walk in the spirit. We're going to embrace this power to share Christ boldly. Ephesians, or excuse me, 1 Corinthians says this. Paul talking about my message and my preaching. They're not wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. When you're sitting there in the workplace at the lunchroom table, your friend sits next to you and is like, where were you at last night? Uh, church? What were you doing there? Why do you go to that church? Thing? You know, and they're just bugging you, poking at you. And you know the Holy Spirit's just opening that door for you. You just, I don't know if I want to walk. I don't know if I want to walk through that door. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I've never done this before. I'm nervous. I'm scared. I don't know what to say. I, I don't have my Bible memorized. You just get nervous. Paul says, it wasn't your fancy words that's going to rescue them. Watch as God demonstrates his power through you. Spiritual church, we're effective. That's what this series is all about. We're effective in the workplace. We're effective Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right? We're effective all the t- everywhere we go, we're effective. Why? Because we're going to walk in the power to share Christ boldly. He says, watch the demonstration of God's power. Watch his spirit come in so that your faith may not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Love that. Well, what else? He walks in the power to do this, to have hope in a hopeless world. I got to be honest with you, man. I, I can't watch the news anymore. Turn on the news and police officers dying, stuff's happening. It's just overwhelming to say the least. It's it's overwhelming. You can just walk through life and go, man, I'm defeated. God, where are you? And just, right? You just feel the hopelessness. Spirit-filled church that's going to be effective in this community, we're going to walk in the spirit. So when our, when our families look at the hopelessness in our world, but they see the spirit of God in us, they're going to say, no, there's hope. Look at dad. Look, look, look where dad was, but he gave his life to Jesus. Look, remember mom when dad didn't even want to go to church with us anymore? Remember when dad would just sit on a couch? Remember when dad wasn't even interested? Remember when mom, she was so busy, she couldn't do, but now look at her God. She's there with us. She sits next to us. She drops us off. She checks us in. Look, 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 our family. God's doing something in our family. Look, because God wants you to have hope in a hopeless world. Look, Paul says this in Romans. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that what do you do? You may... Oh, come on now. That, that didn't sound like overflow words. That sounded like dribble word. That you dribble a little bit. No, that you would what? Overflow. With what? With anger management? With, you know, with, no, with hope. With hope. That we would overflow with hope. That when we step on our college campus, that when we step on our school campus, that when we step in our houses, that, that the hope just overflow. Where does that hope come from? Partnering with the Holy Spirit. He deposits. That's what he says. He deposits by the power of of the Holy Spirit. That's where it comes from. That's where the hope that we have, the glory that is in Jesus, the Spirit deposits deposits inside of us. 
And we're going to be a church, we're going to be a spiritual church that walks in that kind of hope. That when the world sees nothing but despair, when the world sees nothing but prejudice, when the world sees nothing but hate, when the world sees nothing but tired, when the world sees nothing but, but overwhelming, we are going to walk in there in spirit-filled worship and spirit-filled welcoming the Holy Spirit and walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and overflow with hope onto our family, overflow with hope onto our campus, overflow with hope into our community. That's what a spirit-filled church does. When everybody else in culture tucks tail and runs and says, we're just going to give up on morality, we're just going to give up. No, we're going to say, we don't give up. Because we have a hope inside of us that comes from the Spirit of God. And then lastly, why do we walk in this power? So we can experience all, all the fullness that God has for you. It literally is going to tell us that you cannot experience all that God has for you outside a partnership with the Holy Spirit. What? Does it say that? It actually does. Here we go. Here at Paul again, Ephesians chapter 3. I pray that out of his glorious riches, that you may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. There's that inward thing that has to happen. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints. That's why it's the spirit-filled church, not just an individual thing. But he does something when we all get together to grasp how high, excuse me, how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ. You can't even understand the beauty of God's love without the Holy Spirit. He will unlock, he will just take that to a whole new level. He says, you can't even grasp it. So you will know his love and that surpasses all knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. How does this happen? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. He's not in it. He's not something that we check off one day and say, I did it once. He wants to empower this church. We are going to be a spirit-filled church that welcomes him, worships compassionate, worships with, excuse me, with passion, and walks in power. Our community needs a spirit-filled church. Our community needs believers in this church who have let the Holy Spirit into the innermost parts of their life. Your family needs for you to be a spirit-filled church. Because they'll see it and they'll experience it. They'll taste, as Paul says, it's such a great taste. We are a spirit-filled church here at Westover Hills. We don't apologize. We say let's embrace what God is doing in our family. So here's what we're going to do tonight. I told you, just, just, here it is. In that same chapter of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it says, sometimes I sing in English and sometimes I sing in Spanish and sometimes I sing in the Spirit. You know, it's appropriate to just say, we're going to invite, we're going to welcome the Holy Spirit and we're going to sing. And it, listen, it could be right in your chair. It could be down here at the altar. It don't matter. God's not, he's not going to say it only happens down here because we are a Spirit-filled church, not a Spirit-filled building. We are a Spirit-filled people. So it could be, you could be sitting in your chair, you could be sitting at this altar, but tonight what's going to happen is you're going to begin to worship and the Holy Spirit is going to come. You know what Jesus said really quickly? He said this, you can stand to your feet as we get ready to respond and worship. When he casted out a demon, he cast out a demon and the, the, where does he go? They were, where does he go? And he says he goes and he looks for dry and arid places. You know what dry and arid means? Dry and empty. Dry and empty. I pray that this church would never be dry and empty, but that we would be filled with the Holy Spirit to enable us.
to not let the enemy sneak in and take ground and, and speak death, you know, things over us that are not true. So tonight, as we respond, you can respond in the altar, you can respond in your chair, you can respond in the aisleway. Here's what we're asking God to do in our lives. Right? We're, through worship, we're going to sing songs in English, and then we're going to sing just in the Spirit. We're going to have time tonight to welcome the Holy Spirit. we got time tonight to just say, God, you, we're going to put pause, and we're just going to spend some time in your presence. We're not going to shut you up. We're not going to push you to the side. We're not going to just put you to the beginning of the service. But Lord, you're welcome in every aspect of this service. So tonight, would you respond? Would you just say, God, I desire more of you. Maybe you're in a dry and empty place tonight. Let's partner with the Holy Spirit. You can get out of your chair now. You want to come down to the altar now. You want to move out of your chair now. But we're going to respond. We're going to be a spirit-filled church that worships a spirit-filled church that welcomes the Holy Spirit, a spirit-filled church that says, God, you're welcomed here. You're invited to our worship. You're invited to me. Come on, just lift up your hands all over this place. Just lift up your hands all over this place. Father, in the name of Jesus, do what only you can do. I can do it with my persuasive words. It has to be a demonstration of your Holy Spirit. It has to be a demonstration of your power. It has to be a demonstration of you, God, tonight as we worship you. Come on, young adults, lead this moment. Come on, young adults, lift up your hands, begin to sing. You say, I don't, there's no words on the screen. Come on, the Holy Spirit's going to begin to give you words like, I'm thankful to you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I, I died for you. Thank you for dying for me, Jesus. Thank you for lifting me up, Jesus. Thank you for rescuing my heart, Jesus. Thank you for inviting your Holy Spirit here, Jesus. Come on, just begin to worship Him. Just begin to worship Him. Just begin to worship Him. In your own way, in your own words. And then the Holy Spirit's going to begin to give you a song. He's going to give you a new hymn. He's going to give you a new spiritual song. And it's going to flow out of you. Come on, church. Come on, church. We're a spirit-filled church. We're going to invite you to do this. The Bible says it builds us up personally. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, you're welcome here to break chains. You're welcome here to break addictions. You're welcome here, God, to just bring us to a place of utter surrender. Of utter surrender tonight. Come on, just begin to worship Him. In Jesus' name, Father, freedom in Jesus' name. Freedom in Jesus' name. Nothing to be afraid of. God is here. He is a gentle God. There's nothing to be afraid of. There is only freedom to gain tonight. Only power to gain tonight. So we're going to worship. We're going to worship tonight. Welcome you Holy Spirit into this place. For somebody tonight that this is just different, this is just new for you. I'm just telling you right now, God is calling you out. He's saying tonight is your night to partner with the greatest partner of life. To allow the Holy Spirit to move in your way and in, in your in your worship tonight. I'm just gonna invite you just to lift your hands. If that's you, just lift your hands. God wants to move. God wants to move in your life. Freedom in this room, Jesus. Freedom. Just freedom. Freedom. Freedom in Jesus' name. 
freedom in Jesus' name. Now the worship team is going to lead us in a song, but it doesn't mean you have to stop seeking after the Holy Spirit. It just enhances our worship tonight. It just enhances what God is already doing. It just enhances what He's already doing in our life. Come on, worship team, lead us tonight. Lead us to a place. Lead us to a place tonight.
Come on, just let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. This is part of expressing. This is part of experiencing Him. This is appropriate. Just don't have to stop. Just begin to worship Him. He's here. He's moving in our worship. Worship sparked it, but the Holy Spirit is enhancing it right now. The Holy Spirit is enhancing our experience tonight. Father, we're grateful. Speak to the innermost parts of us, God. It's from that place we worship you. It's from that place we bring honor to you, God. Come on. We're just, we're just going to put our hands on our hearts right here in this moment. And that song, though, we can sing, Welcome to This Place. I want to make it personal tonight. I want to make it personal tonight. Just put your hand over your heart. And as we sing this one more time, just, Holy Spirit, you're welcomed here. That that here would not be a place of a building, but that here would be right here in our lives. That we would be making declarations to God. Father, you're invited into our lives as individuals. You're invited into our church corporately, but you're invited into us individually right now in this moment. As I sing that one more time, we're going to make it personal. Just put your hand over your heart and just say, God, as I sing this, it's more than a song. It's a prayer. It's a declaration. It's an invitation. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here into my life, into our hearts. Come on, would you sing that, but make it a declaration in your heart too. Go ahead, worship team, one more time. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Jesus. make it personal today make it personal this is appropriate this isn't time wasted this is time spent in God's presence come on take a step in take a step in tonight Holy Spirit you're here speak to us God yes Jesus yes Jesus yes Jesus Rara masu turu robus. 
Come on, let it just wash over your spirit. Let it just wash over your spirit tonight. This is why it's written, better is one day in your presence than a thousand elsewhere. Better is one day just hanging out in this presence with the Holy Spirit than anywhere else we could be tonight. Just let it wash over you. If you want to kneel down, kneel down. If you want to stay standing, stay standing. But just let God, let it just take a moment, take advantage of this moment. Just speak to the Lord. Let Him speak to you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. You're invited. You're not interrupting. You're invited. You're the, you're the master of ceremonies. We came here to hang out with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. to invite him into your presence, into your lives. Fullness of eternal promise Stirring in your sons and daughters Revealing heaven's wonders Spirit come What you spoke is now unfolding. All your children shall behold it. Dreams awaken in this moment.
church in Jesus mighty name everyone said amen amen amen, amen.